Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What do you do when you're not sure if you should report somebody for taking financial advantage of an elderly person? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, husband's terrible diet is grossing me out and ruining my attraction to him. I, 30-year-old female, have been married to my husband, 30-year-old male, for a year and a half. He's a wonderful person and a great father to our baby son. However, his diet is driving me absolutely crazy. In the run of a typical day, he'll eat things like the following ramen noodles, frozen pizza rolls, huge chocolate chip cookies, kettle chips, frozen mozzarella sticks, jerky sticks, Dairy Queen burgers. He literally makes zero effort to eat healthy. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the picture of healthy eating, but it's literally like he's purposely trying to eat as much garbage as possible. He's gaining weight as a result of this, especially around his stomach and face, and I'm losing attraction to him. I'm also obviously worried about his health. We aren't getting any younger. Also, his dad is very overweight and unhealthy, so it's not like he has good genes to fall back on. It looks like that's the path he's going down if he doesn't take care of his health. I've mentioned that to him gently slash in passing and he gets so defensive. I don't eat bad, those foods aren't even bad. It's like arguing with a wall because the foods he's eating are objectively terrible for you. I'm at a loss as to what to do at this point. Do I just leave it and accept that he isn't willing to change this behavior? Or do I need to have a more serious conversation? I'm not saying this guy is necessarily addicted, but it's kind of similar to an addiction where in order for somebody to stop and do better, they have to want to stop and do better. And from what he's saying here, it sounds like he is fully happy and compliant with the choices he's making. I think you can try and have a more serious conversation with him, but if he's not willing to listen and hear it, if he doesn't want to change or eat healthier, even like remotely, what more can you really do? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my estranged 20-year-old male brother is asking to move in with me, 27-year-old male, for a month to take a class in my city but I don't trust him or my family. So my mom, 53-year-old female, raised me and my two brothers as a single mother for my whole life. It was a difficult life for everyone involved. We were very poor and moved around one to two times per year. I don't have any childhood friends and very few positive childhood memories. I respect her for everything she's done for us, but that's the only reason I answer her calls. Because outside of raising me, I think she's a terrible person. Very manipulative and conniving. For example, when I got in a car accident in a city hours away from home, I wanted to stay at my girlfriend's house for a couple days because it was 15 minutes away. And the three-hour drive home would have been grueling because of my injuries. Also, my living situation was tight as I shared a room with my brother and my mother does not respect me. She openly says she doesn't owe me respect. Plus, both my mom and dad try to say that the accident was my fault because I wasn't paying attention when in reality I was t-boned by someone that was trying to cross the highway without looking. Not my fault. Long story short, she told my dad something rude I said about him while I was heavily drugged up, and he ended up physically threatening me while I was in the hospital bed. 
She confessed it was a ploy to get him to convince me to come home. Makes no sense. I agree. She was mad, so she sicked my dad on me. These days, we don't have a relationship for a multitude of reasons. The main one at the moment is because she sold her house and took my then 16-year-old brother to Croatia as a way to avoid getting the COVID vaccine without telling anyone. She tells me I abandoned the family because I didn't want to get together for Christmas when COVID started and has held that against me since. She didn't give my little brother time to make any decisions, said he could stay if he wanted, but he had nowhere to go. She didn't say goodbye to anyone, even though the airport is in my city. Before she left the country, she was living in a small town hours away from the nearest city, in a house with no heat and minimal amenities. I had repeatedly offered to help her and my brother get out of that situation by getting her first and last month's rent for a place somewhere else. And she told me, give me the money. I did not give her the money. At this time, my little brother hadn't been in school for years. He was homeschooled and is now essentially completely uneducated and socially stunted. She has convinced my little brother that I'm the reason for their suffering because I didn't help renovate the house so they could sell it. I painted the entire exterior of their house and more, even bought all the supplies. But frankly, I didn't want to be involved because I escaped that life and didn't want to support her ruining my brother's life the way she did mine, living in manufactured poverty. I always offered a lifeline out for both her and my brother. A few months after they left, she called me and said I needed to move everything out of their house, otherwise they would lose everything. My older brother, 29-year-old male, drove four hours, rented a truck in a hotel room, and moved out her entire house in negative 30 to negative 40 into a storage room with angry texts and calls from mom the entire time. The relationship fully broke down when my mom saw my Instagram story when I went to an LGBTQ event. She began interrogating me about my sexuality, and I told her my sexuality is none of her business. This evolved into her screaming homophobic expletives at me, telling me that she hates seeing gay people in public and how it should be illegal. I told her to freak off out of my life, and we haven't spoken since. Now the issue at hand. A few months ago, before the LGBTQ incident, my mom tells me that my little brother is going to take a month and a half long barbering course in my city and she needs my address so he can get a driver's license in my city so he can apply for the loan. Obviously several red flags. A. Why can't you get a P.O. box here if you want a local address? B. My mom has gotten several government loans to take courses that she never completed. C. My little brother has never ever been interested in barbering. It was one of my mom's recent fleeting interests. Despite the red flags, I caved and let them use it on the condition they wouldn't be sending any mail to my address. Because my landlord 100% will not be okay with this, as the last tenants got kicked out for having an illegal roommate. We've been at this apartment for 7 years and have a great relationship with our landlord, and with rent prices now, my girlfriend and I would not be able to afford to live central in our city. Bring us to now. I hadn't spoken to my mom since I told her I didn't want her in my life. She calls, acting like she wants to reconnect, but makes no effort to reach any sort of common ground. She ends the call saying my little brother's course is starting January, and if I don't let him stay with me for a month and a half... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Then he won't be able to do it. He has no job opportunities because he doesn't leave the house, has no education, and no skills outside of music, which he is very good at and could possibly find a job or career path in production or sound. But now that my address is on his license, if he moves in, I feel like I could very easily be taken advantage of. Legally speaking, I think he would technically live here. I cannot have an unauthorized roommate. What I don't understand is, how did they not make a plan for moving to my city months ago when they applied? And now it's on me to make this happen for them? Even though months ago I clearly told them that having an unregistered roommate would risk my living situation? Thing is, my brother is not my mom. I know he has her same bigoted views, but I don't think he's manipulative or conniving, just completely lost and abused by my mother. I want to help him, but I feel like I'm being taken advantage of by my mother in this situation. And my brother is old enough to know better and make his own decisions at this point. There is no plan for where my little brother is supposed to go after leaving my mom's place, and I'm worried it'll end with me having to kick him out. Work has been too slow this year for me to afford helping with an apartment for him. I'm the other side of the same coin. My little brother needs to move forward with his life and get away from my abusive mother. She is 100% the source of his depression and lack of direction. I want to find a way to help my brother. Am I being paranoid or self-centered? Is this a smaller issue than I'm making it out to be? I feel like I need some outside perspective here. I think the problem here is OP needs to understand that they need to put themselves first and foremost in the situation and understand their brother has no contingency. If he moves in, it's almost 100% guaranteed he's not moving out. I mean, the brother might be the metaphorical crowbar that this mom needs to just pry OP's front door right open. I think the bottom line is, do not let him in. Our next story is, I, 21-year-old male, don't know how to tell my girlfriend, 19-year-old female, this, but she's going to be ticked. Been together for six months? Please help. I go to college in North Carolina, and my girlfriend goes to a college in Virginia. My class is finished this week, but our professor can schedule our exams for the following week, so keep that in mind for this situation. My girlfriend's classes and exam ends next week. At the beginning, all of my professors scheduled the exam to be taken this week with my exams ending on Friday, December 8th. So I plan to leave after my last exam on Friday to stay a week with my girlfriend, whose last exam is December 13th. And I was going to take her home on from college on December 14th, but I just found out that one of my professors decided to split an exam into two parts. One part being on Thursday, December 7th, and the other part being Wednesday, December 13th. I asked if I could take it earlier, he said no. So now I have to stay a whole extra week just for one part of a freaking test, which ticked me off and I won't be able to leave December 8th and spend a whole week with my girlfriend. 
I can just spend one day and then I have to take her home. I haven't told her yet and I don't know how to, but I know she's going to be so upset with me because she hates when people say they're going to do something and then they don't. I need advice on how I should go about this and how I should tell her. I mean, if you can't be honest with her and say that literally it's not even something that you're causing, it's not like you said, oh, for sure, I can absolutely do this, and then you're specifically choosing not to go through with it anymore all of a sudden. This isn't like, actually, you know what? The boys said they're going out for the week and I'm going. It's literally something that is out of your control and also one of the most important things for your future. I think if she can't understand that and accept that, that is a huge red flag. It might be upsetting, but OP doesn't deserve to get anything taken out on them. Our next story is, my 30-year-old female, husband 33-year-old male, is back to talking to the girl he was flirting with and hiding from me for weeks. Hi, I caught my husband of three years lying about and flirting with an old high school crush via text and had her under a fake contact name telling her how beautiful she is, saying he thinks about their high school kiss, confiding in her and a lot of other things. He left for a while and I said he should block her and not talk to her again. He did. Then, while gone, he unblocked her, re-followed her online, and insists that it is alright and that I'm controlling him and that he was drunk when talking to her and that he can be friends with whoever he wants. Every time I bring it up how it hurts me and feels so wrong, it gets spun on me. How should I approach this? Am I wrong for being unable to move past this? I don't think OP's wrong at all for not getting past this, and in fact, I would argue that if this is still ongoing, OP's at fault for not getting past him. Our next story is, I, 27-year-old female, bought my ex, 27-year-old male, and his dog a Christmas gift, but he has a new girlfriend. To preface this, no, I, 27-year-old female, am not trying to get him, 27-year-old male, back. We broke up three months ago and have on and off tried being friends. He still had feelings for me last time, so I told him we needed time apart. He had a dog that I loved and she loved me. He shared a Google folder that was pictures of the dog, and we sort of kept in touch over that. About two weeks ago, we talked about how she had elf ears, and I was stoked to get her an elf costume just to see pictures of her in it. While browsing for Christmas gifts, I saw something that I knew he'd like. It's a vintage classic record, which is something he collects, so I bought it. It wasn't expensive, something I knew he'd like, and figured I'd ship the dog costume and the record as gifts. Well, the other day we were casually talking about Christmas decor, and he kept sending me short, precise responses. I asked if something was wrong and never heard back until the next day. I had previously gotten permission to drop off the dog sweater off at his place a few days prior, but after he had gone silent, he texted me, I don't want you to come over. It's unfair to keep this door open. I'm seeing someone. I felt we were on the same page of being friends, but I guess not. I told him I understood, wished him and whoever he was seeing the best, and to have a Merry Christmas. That was it. I also unfollowed the Google folder because I didn't want there to be contact between the two of us, but here I am with both the costume and the record, wondering if I should send them as a package just as a Christmas gift. I thought about writing a note explaining I already had these and just hope they enjoy them, but maybe I should send them without a letter or card? Or should I not send them at all and try to get my money back? 
Personally, I'm pretty torn on this because OP clearly has no intention here, but it honestly might cause more heartache than it's worth for the guy. I mean, it sucks to take a hit on these things, but I think it's for the best. I mean, if you think about it, in a way that dog sweater gift was more for you to see anyways, like, they kind of said their piece, they don't want contact anymore, it's probably just for the best to cut your losses and move on. Our next story is, my 28-year-old male, long-distance relationship fiancé, 26-year-old female, wants a break a month before marriage. Should I break up? So, I've been with my fiancé for six years now. I met my fiancé in 2017 when I was studying abroad. We fell in love with each other, and I decided to engage with her after two years of close relationship. Then I returned to my home country, and COVID-19 started. It became so difficult to see each other during that time, two years, but we met up after the pandemic right away, and started meeting up at least once a year. While I was in my country, I bought a house for us, a car, and started building some muscles because she told me she likes Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. That. I've also been sending her money on a monthly basis to take care of her expenses. Everything was perfectly fine. Additionally, we decided to marry in January 2024. However, now, December 23rd, she's asking me for a break before marriage. She told me her feelings are a little different due to the distance, and she can't come and marry if her feelings are not fixed. I offered to come see her, but she refused and started ignoring my texts. I'm mentally destroyed now because I built everything to be with her, and I don't know what to do. Note, her family has always been racist to me, telling her to leave me. Also, she has depression and a disease that makes it hard for her to get pregnant, and she can't have sex without painkillers, but I was fine with all that, and I love her so much. Should I just break up? The thing that troubles me here is what from OP wrote, it sounds like OP's been the one doing. Bought a house, bought a car, started building muscles, sending money to her on a monthly basis, I guess OP didn't detail the relationship enough to truly tell what might be going on on the other end, but it kind of sounds like she was kind of detached and living her life while kind of benefiting from OP. I think if OP truly still wants this, give the break a chance, but realistically I would begin trying to get prepared for this relationship to be over. I think the important thing here is if you do agree to the break, don't send her any of that money while it's ongoing. Our next story is, my 24-year-old male, girlfriend's 24-year-old female, guy friend keeps approaching her in an uneasy way while they're both drunk. My girlfriend has known him since college, and they were in the same social circle and used to party a lot together. I am 100% sure nothing happened between them in college. I met my girlfriend after college and we've been dating for 6 months. Last weekend, there was a group of us who got together and pre-gamed for a concert. I was the designated driver, so I was sober, but my girlfriend and her guy friend were both drunk. It's important to note that she was the only one he knew at this event, and he already has a girlfriend. But every chance he got, he would go over and talk to her and was basically in her face with some occasional touching, nothing inappropriate. 
My girlfriend has always been an extroverted and outgoing person, so she was pretty open to it, since they seemed to be close friends, and seemed to go along with it. Again, they were still both drunk. The way he acted around her made me feel uneasy as I tried to observe their dynamic. After they sobered up, they seemed to return back to normal. What should I do? Should I be concerned? I don't want to read too much into it, but I can't stop thinking about it. I mean, if it's something that genuinely makes you uncomfortable, I think it's valid to communicate it in a non-hostile way. She might disagree, or she might actually value what OP's saying and try to do a little bit more of a healthy boundary between him. I mean, ultimately though, from what OP described, it doesn't sound too concerning. Friendly, sure, but OP said it themselves, it wasn't inappropriate. Is it not kind of grasping at straws if OP themselves cannot classify it as anything inappropriate? Our next story is, my 24-year-old male, girlfriend, 22-year-old female, cheated on me while I was in the hospital. What do I do? Relationship context, together for three years, lived together for two of those, and got a puppy together started this year, 2023. Got COVID and was knocked around by it terribly. Long COVID hit me, so I've got shortness of breath, no smell, and brain fog concurrently. Then I was hospitalized with a stomach infection, which came about because of COVID. Supposedly happens to some people who catch COVID and get hit hard by it. The night I was hospitalized, my girlfriend was absent. Her sister had to come and be with me. I was honestly fine with this as she was out drinking with some friends, which she had told me about and I'd realized that she may not have been that helpful at the hospital given her state. What I didn't realize is that whilst, yes, she was drunk, she was also in a bed, cuddling a dude who she had caught feelings for on a work trip that week. She claims that it didn't progress beyond hugging. When she told me I was relaxed with it, I said that that's okay, we make mistakes and you were drunk. Upon more reflection, I'm actually really hurt by this. She had feelings for him and willingly put herself in a situation where her fidelity could be tested. It also hurts that when I was in the hospital suffering, she was in bed with another dude. Since then, she's left home to stay with friends for a few days to figure out what she wants. I just add that this was out of the blue. Up until this event, we'd really been solid and hadn't had any issues that were brought to either of our attention. She said that she feels as though she hasn't been single or independent enough as we met when she was 19. It would have been nice to know this before she completely betrayed my trust. I would like to come back from this. I believe that we can work through this together and with some therapy possibly. I won't know her intentions until we speak in a few days. Does what she did constitute as cheating, albeit in a watered-down sense? And if you have any advice or things to raise or be wary of, please let me know. I don't know how to navigate this situation. Honestly, I think cheating can sometimes vary depending on the person. Although a lot of people do believe in cheating, if not physically, emotionally. And OP said it themselves. She caught feelings for this guy and she ended up in bed, cuddled up with him. They might not have hooked up, but to me, it feels as close to cheating as possible if it isn't. To me, I think it's definitely some kind of emotional, even physical cheating. I mean, were they or were they not seeking intimate connection with this person? Honestly, it's probably wishful thinking to believe that all they did was cuddling. I really don't think it's probably worth the effort of trying to wrangle this. I think OP's only going to get hurt even further. And she said it herself, she wants to play the field. 
Our next story is my 33-year-old female mother-in-law has history of mental illness and aggression toward children. Long story short, I, 33-year-old female, have been with my partner, 28-year-old male, for almost three years. I got pregnant a year ago. Almost immediately after I found out, my partner confided in me that his mother, 60, had tried to end him and his little sister when they were little. He was the oldest and the only child who remembers. His mother went to the psych hospital for a period of time. Then, about four to five years ago, she attempted. After I had my child, my now mother-in-law, my partner and I got married this year, is, in my opinion, a little overly obsessive with my baby. It's starting to worry me because she lives literally eight hours away and has already come to visit us six times since my child was born, within three months. Instead of staying in a hotel, we only have our bedroom and the baby room. She insists on sleeping on the floor of the nursery? I find this to be absolutely ludicrous. She's now started making comments like, I wish I could take her with me. I want to keep her and I can't wait for her to come stay with me for a whole week. When she visits, she insists on holding her the entire time. Literally makes me feel like I don't even need to be around. She always wants me to go run errands so she can watch the baby, etc. She is always wanting to change her diaper, hold her, etc. I finally had to tell her that the baby is on a sleep schedule and she can't hold her and keep her awake for hours on end. I'm really concerned moving forward that if I don't make boundaries clear now, it will only get more difficult to do so in the future. I guess I would just like advice on how to speak to her about this without sounding mean or heartless, but I truly believe I have every right to feel cautious about leaving my child with her alone. I'm just not sure how to go about it since my husband has told me this in confidence and my mother-in-law doesn't know that I know. Thank you for giving me a safe place to seek advice. I definitely feel like something should have been said or some boundaries should have been imposed by now. If the husband knows and is aware of this, why haven't they spoken up and said anything? I mean, if I were in OP's position, I'd be afraid to ever take my eyes off the baby when she's around. I mean, just considering her history, she's lucky that she's even allowed in the household. I think it's a very reasonable thing to have that boundary that if she comes over again, she does need to stay somewhere else beyond the house and it is okay to feel like the jerk, to put your foot down. That is your God-given right. Our next story is, my boyfriend refused to live with me and I think I'm overseeing a huge red flag due to love. Me, 23-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, have been together for two years. For context, we currently live together with his sister for a year and a half, 23-year-old female, at his parental home. All the bills are been paid by his parents and we only pay for groceries, fast food, etc. His sister has a dog which I'm allergic to, due to shedding, but we manage by keeping the space clean. He normally complains about the dogs being untrained, about his sister that often wears his clothes, socks, etc. Things haven't been good always. He had trouble doing housework, and sometimes I felt like I was raising a teenager. He also didn't work due to military time, and was spending all his time playing games in his laptop and never did any chores. We often had arguments about this one, and me reminding him I'm not his mother, and if he wants a maid, go get one. We had a massive fight and I packed up and left for two months. Later he apologized and I came back and we split the chores unless someone works overtime so it's taken care of by the other. Highlighting this because I saw a lot of comments for this one on the previous post. 
He works a good paying job and I'm working on my bachelor's field, so financially we're more than fine. My parents have a flat they own and the renters are leaving in two weeks and I asked him to leave this house and get our own so his sister can have her space and we ours cause this is getting tiring and we need our space. He immediately rejected this offer and said he won't go rent sarcastically and told me if I want to, to go leave myself. Also, my parents would rent us the property in less than half the price of the market since I'm their daughter and we can easily afford it. This reaction had me rethink the whole relationship thing. I know we're young and I don't want kids and stuff for at least another 5 years to develop my work and do things I haven't done like traveling, etc. We are in for the long term and we also discussed this and he agreed. But now, seeing such a rejection in this simple thing made me rethink. Am I overseeing a huge red flag due to love, or am I just overreacting? I mean, I think the problem here is OP's having aspirations, they're looking up and out, and this guy's just shooting down OP and wants to kinda sit around and twiddle his thumbs. I mean, forget just the relationship, it's like he doesn't want anything better for himself or anything of his own. He's clearly not ready for his big boy pants and OP has to make the decision whether they're still willing to change their diaper all the time or realistically make it known and if nothing happens still, start to pivot away. This next story is, should I or should I not report her? My, male 34, elderly grandmother, 96, lives with my mother. Every day her and my sisters feed and clothe her. It's a lot of work taking care of someone that age. One of my cousins, female, 42, took it upon herself to manage my grandmother's accounts sometime many years ago and basically any finances or important paperwork, power of authority type activities, etc. Essentially, she is the only one that has access to my grandmother's money, including social security. She only gives my grandma $100 a month an extra $50 now that my mom had to beg her to bring a little bit more to help with living costs, which doesn't help much at all. It's like pulling teeth to get her to come over and bring her supplies and her monthly allowance. During the pandemic and until now, my cousin has done a lot of work to her house. Expensive work. Think of all the COVID checks we got. It's not far-fetched to think of what is happening and what has been happening. I finally confronted my cousin about it, threatening to contact adult protective services and report her for financial abuse of the elderly. My cousin doesn't really lift a finger other than complain about how my family isn't taking care of my grandma enough. Always makes comments about how skinny she is and how she doesn't remember things. She's 96 people. Essentially, she tries to make my family feel like crap while she uses her money for whatever she wants. She pretty much owned up to it over a phone call and she asked what would happen to her mom who she helps take care of, or her brother, or her husband if I were to report her. Think of my family. She really brought out the waterworks for this. I told her I wouldn't go to that extreme if she did things right and my grandma got what she needed when she needed. Seems like she got back to being comfortable again because she's not being cooperative with my family about helping with my grandma. She won't watch her, she won't let my family take her to her home, she doesn't want to help at all, she won't ask off to take her to doctor's appointments. Any help my family asks for, she declines. She just does her drop-offs and lives comfortably off a 96-year-old social security payments who doesn't even live with her. Meanwhile, the people my grandma has always lived with has to keep things going for my grandma financially and physically, and they're barely making it as it is. What should I do? 
I've thought about this so many times and my grandma doesn't have much time left. At what point do I stop thinking about others and keeping the peace in my family? I feel like I have this weight on my shoulders and if nothing gets done, my grandma will die and my cousin will live in her house with all the things my grandma paid for. Meanwhile, my family has to deal with grief. Personally, I'd say report her. I think it's ridiculous that she's pocketing her social security and then giving up $150 a month. I just googled it. The average social security check is roughly $1,700 a month. I don't know what she and her husband do for jobs. I'm surely hoping that they still work. But if they had enough money to go and remodel their house or fix things up, they're clearly doing more than fine. It's honestly ridiculous that this has been allowed to go on for so long, and I think it's fair for the people taking care of her to be able to get that check. It's absolutely fraud. It's not even just fraud. They're keeping 90% of anything she gets for themselves and barely even giving the 10% up. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.